Hello and welcome. This is Embracing the Plan podcast and we are your hosts, Matthew and Mary-Kate. Um, come journey with us today as we navigate the day-to-day embracing the plan. <clears throat> so today is actually uh, my 27th birthday and we are celebrating on the podcast today with a new discount code just for our listeners. Head on over to Built Bar and use the code Embracing the Plan 10 for 10% off your purchase. Um, trust me, you'll not be disappointed in these protein bars. Over the years, um, I've actually tried many protein bars, especially in college, and I guarantee you these do not taste like crunchy dirt. I was honestly shocked when I tried one for the first time. Um, they're better than most candy bars, and who doesn't want to reach for something with as little as 4 grams of sugar and as much as 18 grams of protein that are 100% chocolate? It's a no-brainer, really, when I'm needing some chocolate or just a boost to get through the day. Try them out. Find a link in our Instagram bio to the Built Bar site, and don't forget to use the code EmbracingThePlan10 for a discount on your order. So here we are, 27 today. Uh, with it being my birthday, I decided I wanted to choose a topic that was somewhat different, maybe not directly related to a certain event in our lives or situation we have dealt with, uh, but more so something we are all dealing with right now. Um, With that being said, I wanted to discuss how one embraces God's plan in times of uncertainty. Uncertainty can apply to many areas of life, job, relationships, housing, monthly expenses, etc. But I think the most, I think most, like most people right now who are paying attention, there's been much uncertainty since a certain date back at the start of November 2020. And if you paid attention yesterday, um, as I watched the events of yesterday unfold, like many others, I was upset, I was angry, and just not sure what to think about what tomorrow could hold for our country. So when I woke up today, I really didn't even think about the fact that it was my birthday right away. I immediately, you know, wanted a, a news check to see that DC hadn't burned down overnight, um, and that, you know, I wanted that hope that things had calmed and it looked like they had um and I was once again reminded of who is in ultimate control and then I was I was I was was reading the daily readings um specifically today's first reading it felt like I while I was reading it was one of those times when it feels like the priest is giving his homily and you know he's speaking directly to you but I think it was speaking to all of us so Today's first reading comes from the first book of John. It's discussing how to test the spirits to see if they belong to God. It states, quote, This is how you can know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ comes in the flesh belongs to God. And every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus does not belong to God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, who, as you heard, is to come, but in fact is already in the world. You belong to God, children, and you have conquered them. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. End quote. As I read that, I was shocked at how prophetic it, it was based on recent events. And how suddenly, my fears of uncertainty, the future of our lives, our country, and everything else encompassed in recent upheavals was calmed. Do you feel that way after hearing that? I don't know that I would say calmed, but I think there's a definite sense of um, acceptance that 
there's nothing that is coming our way that we are not equipped to take on and that we've been given and blessed and provided with everything we need to tackle what's coming ahead. So when I think about the fact that I'm someone who now has a podcast that is literally called Embracing the Plan, I feel it's I'm very hard on myself and it seems rather ironic because I'm someone who struggles with uncertainty and struggles with the fear of the unknown. I'm very type A and I need everything planned out. And I think, and when I look back on the last year, I think that's why God gave us identical twins. It was the ultimate test in letting my guard down and learning that not everything can be perfectly planned out. And that as much as I tried to avoid an emergency C-section and pregnancy complications, nothing I could have done would have prevented that outcome. So when I read those lines in the reading this morning that we are not to worry, we, the ordinary citizen, cannot change it on our own, fix the problems of our country on our own, or do much else on our own. All the evil we face in the world may hurt us, scare us, scar us, and leave us in the cold, but we must remember we are children of God. We are aware of the evil that is out there, and we must stop living like this evil is new. We are being told right here today in the first book of John that, quote, in fact, the evil is already in the world. It's here, and it ain't going anywhere. Stop being shocked into retreat mode. Put your armor, put on the armor God has given you and go set an example as Jesus did being the light and the truth in a very dark world. And to tackle that, I'd just like to point out that there are multiple places um, very early in the Old Testament, which is where I am in, in the Bible right now. And just as an example, in Genesis 6, Right around the time of the flood, um, we see, it says, When the Lord saw how great the wickedness of human beings was on earth, and how every desire that their heart conceived was always nothing but evil, the Lord regretted making human beings on earth. So, I think what this, and again, this is mentioned many times, um, just in the first ten or so books of the Bible, where the evil on earth really stems from us, from human beings. Yes, there is the, the being of Satan and demons, but ultimately it comes down to us and our decision-making and the fact that God gave us the power to choose. We can be tempted we can be offered things, but ultimately we have the power to say yes or no when evil comes knocking on our door. Exactly. So I think my message and in, in just having this be the topic for this week, because it wasn't my original intent, but it just seemed like it needed to be said. My message is... When we're faced with uncertainty and turmoil and evil, we must unite as the children of God that we are. So I feel like a lot of us feel like there's an uncertainty in sitting down with the table at the table with someone who may not see the same way we do, may not believe the same way we do. Um, if, if your biggest fear of the unknown is sitting at a table with someone and, and your fear of the unknown is 
being forced to have an open mind or even considering having an open mind, we're always going to be at this impasse that we're at. We've got to face the evil of what seems to be the evil of one another by uniting and buying, you know, facing the evil that we can all have different opinions and viewpoints and that sort of thing. But the Bible is filled with examples of justice and we must fight for the justice we feel we're being led away from. Um, to cower away in fear of uncertainty is to deny that we are children of God who wear his armor. I really think that, you know, if my faith has taught me that, that God is always in control over and over again, um, when you surrender your fear, when you surrender your type A personality and whatever else you're holding on to, thinking it will help you be in control, the best thing you can do for yourself is to let it all go, to let it all go. Um, I'm not saying don't be prepared and ready for whatever may come your way, but simply do not be scared of it. Um, it's wrong for us to, to face this evil in the world right now and act like it's new and that it's never been there. It's always been there. It's, it's past the point of being scared. We need to face it and, and fight it with truth and light. Um, I'm a hundred percent honest when I say that not much scares me. And I think that people will probably think that I'm, um, I don't know. There's a lot of ways you could describe that, but what I mean when what I mean when I say not much scares me is that I've lived 27 years. In the last five, I've lost a child, almost lost a twin, experienced a surgery awake when my anesthesia failed, and we've had other trials and, and minor things along the way. I'm far from Teflon or bulletproof, but I'm fully aware of the trials I've survived, not because of my own strength, but because of my willingness to let God be my strength. I don't necessarily fear the unknown at this point in life. When we realize that evil of this world is already conquered by God, we let him fight for us. Our job is to obey and to spread his message, not fight our own fight. It seems as if his message falls on deaf ears in our country in the last 20 years. But we never stop spreading his gospel. Through all the uncertainty, I'm hopeful that God is awakening a whole new swarm of believers who are willing to stand for justice and against the evil that has infiltrated our institutions. I truly believe that that is going to be what happens this year. I have faith that 2021 is going to bring about a whole new generation and a whole new just congregation of people who are putting everything aside, all their fears, all their worries, they're putting it down and saying God has it, and they're they're just going to rely on their faith. If you learn anything from 2020 is that you can't rely on anything else. You can't rely on your job because you don't know if it'll be there tomorrow. You can't rely on your food supply because you don't know if it'll be there tomorrow. You can't rely on toilet paper being something that is always in stock at the grocery store because, I mean, how many times was it not there in the last year? The only thing you can rely on is your faith and and the strength that you allow to that you allow God to put on you. Um, so embracing God's plan in times like this seems impossible. I think that's probably the hardest thing that people are facing at this point. We just came out of a really hard year and we're now a week into a new year and I'm already seeing the memes and the jokes that okay, that's great. We've had our seven day. You know, I saw one that said we've had our seven-day free trial period of 2021. 
I think I'll skip to 2022. How do you know that it's going to be any better? I think when you put your faith in God, you stop worrying about when, you know, the date is going to make things okay. Because you know that God is in control. Um, I think that embracing God's plan, like I said, it seems impossible right now. But ironically, like I said, I think it seems like we've reached the point where that's your only option. You can't embrace the government's plan. You can't embrace your your child's school's plan because th- that changes every a few days. You know, there's a lot of um, institutions, I think, that have failed and that we have relied on for far too long to tell us how things should be and how things should go. And I think a lot of people are angry with those institutions right now because they haven't been consistent and they haven't led people down a path that people feel confident in. So what can you feel confident in? Your only option at this point is your faith. Um, And so remembering that it's not my plans. It's not what I want for 2021 after coming off of 2020, but it's what God wants. It's not my strength alone that can do this, but it's his strength. Um, so I'll, I think I've talked quite a bit, if you wanna, whatever you want to add in. I just, that was, that was on my heart after reading the readings, um, for today's mass. So, yeah, I think there are two things that stuck out for me. The first being you say that you're not scared of anything. And I think we should modify that a little bit to, to say that, you don't have a fear of anything because I think when we say scared, that's a little bit more um, noted for a moment, um, an instant. You know, you're scared of a spider, you know, the moment you see it. Um, a fear is, is more something that you don't want to face, something that should you come face to face with it, you are cowering away from it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what my point was there is, yeah, I'm not, you know, it's not a spider. I don't, I don't do spiders, <laughs> you know that. Um, but I think after some of the things we've been through, that that I think childish fear I had in my my, you know, teenage years and my young adult life of fear of the unknown, like I I don't fear that anymore at this point I'm like bring it but that, let's see what can happen next that brings me to my second point is that God's plan for all of us is very simple from the beginning he wants every one of us to eventually join him in heaven he wants every single one of us to eventually make it to paradise that is ultimately his plan for us before that it's up to us it's up to us to make our decisions to be closer to him and to not move away from him and how do we do that well again very early on in um in Christian and even before Jesus Christ, um, early in the Old Testament, we, we know if we do two things, we're on the right track. Love God with all of our hearts, minds, and our souls, and love our neighbors as ourselves. Yeah, 
And I think... So really, if we know what God's plans are for us, then it comes down to our decision-making and, to your point, having the ability to overcome that fear of the uncertainty, not being scared of uncertainty, um, but overcoming the the fear of uncertainty of 2021, the uncertainty of what might be five years from now, um, the uncertainty of any particular aspect of your life that could affect your decision-making in the here and now. I think ultimately there's a lot of things you can be scared of. There's a lot of things you can have some control over, but it always seems like it's the little things. And that's not really what counts in life. It's the big things that can really wreck you and really change you. And those are not the things we ever have control over. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we have control over those things. What I'm saying is that we have to make the best decisions we can make. We have to do everything we can do and then just let the chips fall. And we may not have any control over that result, which is where we say that we've got to leave it up to to him, to our Lord and Savior. But we still have to play our part by actively making those decisions and doing those things and preparing for the Lord to give us the outcomes that we want. Yeah, and I think, I mean, in every aspect of life, you you give 110%. You put it forth and you, you do your best and you do what you can. Um, but I think we have a society that's greatly moved away from God and, you know, even just saying me and God are the co-pilots of this aircraft, we've moved away from that. God's somewhere in first class at this point for most people, if that, you know, when really God is the pilot, you are the passenger, you know, you are doing what you can, but he is ultimately in control of this aircraft, also known as your life and the journey that you are on. Um, So I think we've all got to move back to a state of mind of thinking, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to follow you know, what God commands me to follow. I'm going to, you know, be the best person I can be. I'm going to love my neighbor. Um, I'm going to work hard. I think the Bible instills a huge, you know, work ethic. And you, you read that over and over, you know, you have to do your part. Um, God didn't put you on this earth to just kind of let you glide through and, and, you know, he's not just going to line everything up for you. Um, he, he wants you to have your free will and to do your part. Um, but at the end of the day, you also have to trust in him and like, like this whole podcast is just embrace his plan. And I think that's, I think a lot of people are probably having a really hard time with that right now because they, they, you know, churches closed last March and that was probably the last time they thought about it. And it's really easy to, to quickly be pulled away from a very, you know, faith focus when you're not there every Sunday. When some people go twice a week and they haven't had that in a long time. And so when you get pulled away from that, it is very easy to fall in the trap of, oh my gosh, the world is ending. 
And then we're seven days into uh, this new year and, you know, the nation's capital is just basically under attack. It is, but do you, what's your opinion on why, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. I guess I'll say it like this. We are told to love the Lord your God with all your soul, mind, and heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we say love, inherently that is a choice. If you're a big fan of Harry Potter or any sort of magic um, wizarding world, you know that... A love potion is not permanent. If somebody takes a love potion, it's an infatuation. Eventually it wears off. Love is something that you have to choose over and over and over and over again. And that's why God created us the way that he did with free will. He loves us unconditionally. He wants us to love him unconditionally and the only way that he can experience our love is if we also have the choice to say no thanks or to turn away from him for whatever reason so i think um the use of the word love there can very easily be misconstrued um in a way that doesn't really reflect what God wants from us. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, I think the loving God relationship is is tough. And I think you should struggle with that at some point. If you're struggling with your relationship with God after this last year and whatever you've been through, like that's okay. That's a healthy struggle from time to time. Yeah, love, love is work. We, we have to work on our relationship, on our love. You, when, when you have kids, you love your kids unconditionally, but sometimes they drive you absolutely nuts. That's, that's the nature of loving somebody unconditionally is that you do have to make that constant choice of, well, this happened, well, that's okay. Well, then this happened, and then that's okay, and then this happened. And you have to constantly say, no, I'm not going to turn away. I'm not going to leave you in the cold because I love you. I think, and I'm sure we'll get into this at other podcasts, but um, like in 2017, after we lost our first child, I didn't go back to work after that. And... Part of it was a physical healing, but part of it, you know, and I don't know how much you recognize this at the time, but like my faith was non-existent for a while. And I kind of put it off and let it, you know, I don't want to go to church because I don't want to run into anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want anyone to ask any questions about what we had all we had been through. I didn't want everybody's sympathy for a while. I didn't want to go to the grocery store because I don't want to see anybody I knew. And it was easy to disguise it as that, but really it was... God and I were in a fight and, and it took me a long time to pull myself out of that. And, 
Um, and I had to kind of come full circle. And I think any relationship you should at some point, you know, it has to come full circle. And, and if you have love, you know, you, there's all, then that means the opposite exists. That means hate exists. And I think hate is a strong word, but to me, love is a very strong word too, in the opposite way. So, you know, when you're pregnant for half a pregnancy and everything's fine and then it just changes in an instant and everything's gone and you leave the hospital empty handed, um, to me, like I hated God for, for like months. Mm. I I took, I remember I took my crucifix off and I didn't wear it for like probably a year. And that was such a huge thing for me because it is all, it's been around my neck for years and it's such a symbol and such a reminder from the day to day, just to pause and to, to think about, you know, talk to God from time to time throughout the day when, you know, I notice it or I, you know, adjust it or whatever. So to take that off, I mean, I was mad and I was angry and you have to at some point kind of have that hindsight and kind of go, okay, so maybe I'm never going to learn exactly why God put me on this path or why we went through this, but I am starting to see how it's changed me, how I've grown stronger, how God has put this new relationship with someone in my life or how he has put this new opportunity in my life from having gone through this. You start to see where God is working in ways that you never imagined. And, you know, I think if you give, you have to give God that chance. You can't just completely write him out of your life because if at some point in your life you've, you've loved him, I think the majority of us will go through a point in our life where we hate him for some reason or not or another. Um, and you have to work through that. I mean, if, if the first time you ever have an argument with your spouse and you, you feel that hate or you feel that anger or whatever, and you just walk away, were you ever actually married? If you're going to walk away the first time, it's, it's a working relationship and you know, I came back full circle and I think if my faith is 10 times stronger than it was before, absolutely. Um, so you have to just kind of embrace what God is doing for all the good that it might may, may be and all the crap that it may be. Embrace it as he, he knows the end. He knows the end game. You don't accept that. And in all fairness, I think there's one other big thing that went into those those feelings because I obviously had similar feelings. Mine were a little bit delayed um, for for reasons we'll we'll get into at a later time. But I think um, you mentioned one of the big points that really drove that home to you is we were 23 years old. Yeah, there's a certain level of maturity that even you and I didn't have at the age of 23 that, you know, on our trajectory, if that had happened at 33, it's, it would have been just as bad, but I think we would have had a little bit better understanding and a little bit better relationship, um, with, with God that, maybe it wouldn't have gone on as long or it wouldn't have been as severe. So I do think that, um, 
you know, tensions were high after that, and I, I completely understand. But there was more going into that situation that led to that severance mm-hmm. um, from from our faith for, for both of us for an extended period of time after that situation. Yeah, I think the maturity thing, I mean, people always want to comment about how we're old souls and you know and we are and I think we are but I don't know if you're ever mature enough to handle something like that especially with it being our first experience with that whole season of life whole pregnancy and just expecting that whole thing that is not how anyone prepares for that to go but not only that not only that it losing a child is, is one of the worst things that can possibly happen to a person but Really, that was also one of the first bad things that had really happened to either of us in our lives, but especially in our married life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. we had been married for uh, a little over a year and a half at that point, and everything had pretty much gone more or less according to how we thought it would. And anything that was a little bit different really didn't detriment us at all. Um, I just lost my train of thought to the snoring cattle dog at my feet. Um, so I, I think the message today, and that we've hit on a lot of different things, but, you know, the evil has been here. This evil is not new. This uncertainty is not new. Um. It may seem bigger and badder and, you know, it may seem like the wolf is now knocking on the door as opposed to, you know, coming up the driveway. Um, But it's been here. And as hard as it is to embrace God's plan, like I said, ironically, I think for some of us, we honestly feel like that's the last thing we can do. I think my mind is, is prep. And embrace God's plan. Be ready for whatever comes down the road and be prepared. Um, so, it's, and like I said, it's not your plans. It's what he has in store. And he knows that. So just to circle back to what you mentioned kind of at the very start. Excuse me. Um, when you mentioned everything that's going on with the, the election and and the Capitol building the last couple days. Um, I think, not to get too political here, but I think from a Christian value perspective, we as a people, um, and this is part of why I think there either is currently or soon will be, if it hasn't already, a great schism in America. Um we have got to stop seeing physical attributes, whether that's color, whether that's sex, whatever it is. Um, there is a verse in First Samuel right around the time when Saul, King Saul had turned away from the Lord, and he tells the prophet Samuel, go to Bethlehem and I, and I will point you to the next king of Israel. And so, so Samuel goes to Bethlehem, and he finds Jesse the shepherd, who has eight sons. And Jesse brings seven of his sons with him to meet Samuel. 
And Samuel sees his sons and thinks, surely the anointed is here. And the Lord responds saying, uh, I'll paraphrase here, but essentially, I, the Lord, do not see as humans do. I look in the heart. And so even though Christianity and our relationships um, with with the Lord is an incredibly communal thing, which we've missed throughout this year. It's also incredibly individual. God's plan is not for white people. God's plan is not for men or women or black people or any race, sex, anything you want to get into. God's plan is for you. So I just want to let that sink in because sometimes we get caught up and, and, you know, you mentioned over the last 20 years, um, you know, there's, there's something that's been around for the last 10 to 15 that I think has just absolutely magnified this, this growing division. Um, and I think it's about time that we stop believing what we see um, and start seeing what we believe we need to we need to those who have who are need to continue and those who are not need to start looking as God does and say what is inside a person what is not out and I truly believe that if we can do that then We'll be on an upward trajectory um, religiously as as a country and as an overall people. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in our country. And I think the only way you face that is to, to unite and unite in such a way that, you know, you're loving your neighbor no matter what. You're not loving them because of what they look like, what they believe in, what they say, you know what they do you're loving them because they're your neighbor um i think you know the other part of that is you mentioned that you know what god's message is for you um if you've let your faith slip this last year because your church was closed that's on you um you know the government doesn't care that your faith has slipped because they closed your church they really don't that's on you but i've got good news and he wants you back. Yeah. Oh, he always wants you back. And I, I mean, I, th- the community part is so crucial, but you know, the early churches did not meet in, in a building. They weren't 300 people in a building on every Sunday, you know? So yeah, it's been hard. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say, I haven't had times during the last year where my, I felt like, you know, my faith wasn't you know, was as good as it could be. There, there were weeks and days where I thought, man, I didn't even think about picking up my missile and reading the daily readings or Bible and reading some. Like, I just let it go. But then I would feel empty. And so I think if you're feeling empty and you're feeling uncertain and you just, like I said, feel like the wolf is now knocking at the door and the you watch the wolf walk up the driveway the whole last year and you feel like, holy crap, the wolf is now knocking on my door. What do I do? 
you've got to just surrender and say, God, this is your plan. I'm going to do my part. You know, learn what your part is. Read the Bible, pray, discern what God is calling you to do, and go do it. Let the rest of the chips fall where they may, and let that be God's part. Um, embracing his plan is not going to be easy this year. I mean, if that's what last year taught us, that's what it taught us. It's not going to be easy this year. Um, but it, you've got to, you know, put your faith at the most importance this year. I don't think it's meant to be easy anytime, whether that's 2020, 2021, 2050, year 1800. You know, I, I think that you you know the phrase, <laughs> no, no pain, no gain, right? Um, I think that there's been a level of persecution um, on many different religions and many different faiths in 2020 that we haven't seen in a long time, and a different level of persecution than... Um, many, many holy men and women of our pasts have, have experienced, obviously. Um, but I think that it's not supposed to be easy. We have to make decisions that may not have outcomes that we like right now. But again, God's plan is for us to one day join him. And so our decision-making now should always be with that in mind as that our end goal to achieve, regardless of if the outcome for us here in this world might be negative, because it's going to be a lot of times. Yeah, I think, and I'll finish up with this. If you've ever read Esther, you probably have heard the, the verse, for such a time as this. For such a time as 2021... Um, put on the armor of God. That's my advice. Lay down your fear, lay down your uncertainty, embrace God, embrace his plan for your life, for our country, for, you know, he's got it all planned out, you know, for such a time as this, be the best, you know, image of God you can be in this world. That's all you can do. There's no reason to sit around and fear the unknown, to fear what's coming what's coming down the pike next to fear when the wolf, you know, opens the door to your house or, you know, whatever. Um, for such a time as this, be the best image of God you can be and, and trust that God has the rest of it under control. Um, so that's our message for today. Um, went kind of deep on a birthday podcast that I, you know, I'd originally planned to go a little light on and have fun with, but this just felt like the message that, that I need to get out there. So, um, please, if you are listening, wherever you're listening, um, subscribe, download, give us that five-star rating. Um, and don't forget, uh, builtbar.com embracing the plan 10 for 10% off your purchase. Um, best protein bars out there. If you order them, let us know, hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Um, and we will be back next week with another new episode. Um, for now, just keep your faith, embrace the plan. Um, and for such a time as this, 
Have a good one. Mm-hmm.